Welcome to Perimenopology, where we explore and converse about what it means to transition out of the young, hot, fertile, and fuckable box that our society labels as most worthy when you were socialized as a woman. Around here, we're all about body literacy and talking about the topics that society tells us are unimportant or inappropriate. I'm Michelle Kapler, reproductive acupuncturist, Chinese medicine practitioner, and master feminist life coach, and you've got episode number 39. Hello, hello, and welcome. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Perimenopology. Before I get into today's episode, I want to make a quick announcement, which is that this is the last couple of months that I will be taking new one-to-one coaching clients. I have some very exciting new offerings coming down the pipeline for mid-fall this year, so I will be closing the doors for one-to-one coaching very soon. So if you've been thinking about working with me one-on-one, now is the time. And if you haven't been thinking about working with me, I want to tell you all about what I do with my clients so you can get a better idea. The number one value that I operate from is that I believe that you deserve to feel at home in your body. And this can mean a lot of different things to different people. It might mean that we work together to navigate perimenopausal symptoms that are getting in the way of you fully enjoying your life and maybe putting together a plan to address those symptoms in a way that you feel good about. It might mean digging into body image stuff that tends to come up for many folks socialized as women as we move through this transition. It might mean renegotiating your boundaries and expectations and relationships in your life, and I can help you with that. It might mean having a conversation about how to get the most out of your sex life, or maybe you know that you want to take this transition as an opportunity to create whatever the fuck you want in your life, and I'm here to help you with all of it. So I'm offering free consultations until the end of August, 2023. And from there, I will no longer be accepting new one-to-one clients. So if you've been thinking about working with me, now is the time to book your free consultation. You can head to the show notes and find the link there, or you can go to michellecapler.com and click on work with me on the overhead menu to learn about all of your options. So today I want to talk about three things that you can do to prepare for your perimenopausal transition. And just to say, if you are already in perimenopause or even in menopause, this information will still be useful to you. But I've been getting quite a few DMs from folks who want to think a few years into the future and be as prepared as best they can be for the transition ahead. So I'm going to give my top three tips that are free, by the way, that you can begin to do today to prepare for the next stage. So why is it important to prepare for this, you might say? And my simplest answer is that you're possibly about to embark on a transition where on the other side of this transition, your body might look, feel, and operate in a very different way than you've been used to in your reproductive years. Your health priorities can and likely will change and health risks and the focus on prevention shifts a little bit. And I always like to highlight that this is a time when you have an amazing opportunity to get to know your body and yourself much more deeply. And if you've been with me for a while, you'll know that I'm always encouraging people, especially women and people who cycle and menstruate, to do exactly that. So let's do this. Three things that you can do to prepare for your perimenopausal transition. The first one is get to know your body's baseline function. The objective with this one is to gather data in a number of ways so you have a familiarity with how your body operates on a day-to-day basis in your version of normal. 
Of course, bodies are weird and wonderful, and sometimes they surprise us. In fact, often they surprise us. But we want to get a general idea of what's normal for your own unique and individual body. That way, it won't take us long to notice when something is off or different or needing attention and possibly even medical treatment. And if we do decide that we want or need to seek medical care, when we have a history of body data, we can be a better advocate for ourselves and our needs with our care providers. So for example, if you know that you normally have a 30-day menstrual cycle and then all of a sudden you start getting a period every 24 days, you can tell that that's a pretty big change. And if you can offer quantitative data on this change, you're far more likely to be able to advocate for evaluation and treatment from your doctor. Now, there are a few ways that I recommend gathering this information. And before I tell you those ways, I want to suggest keeping all of your info that you gather in one place. This might be a notebook or a file folder, or maybe it's an electronic folder on your computer or on your phone where you have easy access and quick access to all the information if and when you need it. Personally, I have a folder in Google Drive. I know I can access it through any web browser or with my phone, and I can quickly send the info easily when needed. I store all of my test results and labs and medical records and notes that I've made about changes that I see in my body, and I do highly recommend doing it this way. So next, I want to talk about a few ways to gather this information. The first one being the easiest, which is just simply looking at your own observations. If you've been with me on the podcast for a while, you'll have heard me talk about this before. And you'll also have heard me talk about this specifically with Ana Lopez on our episode about sex and perimenopause. She talks about using your five senses to get to know your body. So you want to take off your clothes and stand in front of the mirror. What do you notice using your five senses? What does your body look like? And yes, this includes having a look at your own vulva on a regular basis. What does your body feel like? How does your body smell? What's normal for you? You can even make notes on sounds and tastes. You want to write it all down and observe it on a regular basis. You want to collect information over time about what's normal for you as opposed to what's considered to be normal on a chart or in a textbook in your doctor's set of diagnostics criteria. All bodies are different and don't necessarily fit into neat and tidy categories, so individual assessment can give you the best chance at good care and good results. Because otherwise, all we have to go on are those theoretical standards and values, and we are big fans of individual care and solutions around here. So the next thing that you can do is to gather lab data. And this would be done through your healthcare provider. This might be a medical doctor or a gynecologist. There might be a functional medicine doc or a naturopathic doctor, which is what we have here in Canada where I live. You want to begin to build a set of lab data year over year so your care provider can look at trends and note changes. This might be blood work to check your vitamin and mineral levels, such as iron and vitamin D, which are both very important, especially for menstruators. You want to know your baseline organ function, so how are your liver and your thyroid? You want to observe trends in your blood sugar. You might want to look at hormone levels. I recommend checking this yearly so we can monitor changes over time. You will also want to talk with your doctor about the guidelines for frequency for things like pap tests, mammograms, bone density scans, colonoscopy, and other standard tests for menstruators over 40 or over 50. And when you get the results, keep it all in your notebook or file folder or on your computer. And that way you'll always have this data and info handy when you need it. 
The next recommendation I want to make is to seek out and connect with a care provider that you trust and have a good relationship with. I have spoken to so many women and people who menstruate who don't have a good working relationship with their primary care provider. And this can happen for a number of reasons. Some of them are a result of working within a broken healthcare system where doctors are overburdened and they don't have the time, resources, or capacity to provide an individualized healthcare experience. So that means that we need to work within the system and cultivate our skills of self-knowledge and self-advocacy. And the best thing that you can do to get the most of your short and limited appointment with your care provider is to come armed with a robust knowledge of your individual body data and what your specific needs are. That way you can ask for exactly what you need and provide all the data to support that request. However, sometimes it comes down to having a care provider who just doesn't align with your preferences, needs, and desires for a particular bedside manner or style of conversation or decision-making path that you both take together. Perhaps you have a doctor who prefers to be in the driver's seat when making healthcare decisions for you, and maybe you're looking for a more collaborative approach, or maybe you want the opposite. Maybe you don't want to be part of the conversation and you really just want somebody who can give you confident advice and suggestions. All of this to say, my message here is that perimenopause can be a great opportunity to find a care provider that you're well-matched with. There's a good chance that you'll require more care and more intervention and more testing during your perimenopausal time than you did in your younger years. It's just part and parcel with getting older and practicing preventatively. So if you feel your relationship with your doctor or care provider is not where you would like it to be, this is a good opportunity to take the time to find somebody that you can have a good working relationship with. This might mean switching doctors, or it might mean seeking a long-term working relationship with another type of care provider, such as a functional medicine or naturopathic doctor. You can use your own unique values and preferences to guide you here. And of course, we must acknowledge that some folks are working within the confines of limited resources in their geographical area or within their insurance coverage or publicly funded healthcare system. But I do want to very lovingly offer that there is almost always an alternative if you're not getting what you're feeling like you're needing. Reaching out to some folks in your local community for recommendations for care providers can be a really good place to start. And the last thing that I'll say on this piece is that your primary concern and objective should be getting the care that you want and need. I have met so many women who are afraid of offending their current care provider by switching to somebody else. And I would like to suggest that first, Most doctors truly want you to get the best care possible, and if it's not with them, they're likely to be supportive of a switch. And if not, they are prioritizing their own feelings and ego over your care, and do you really want that as a healthcare provider anyway? So with that said, I want to give you my last suggestion for how to prepare for perimenopause, and that's to begin to establish sustainable health-promoting habits. And upfront, I want to be very clear that I'm not talking about extreme exercise programs or restrictive diets that are meant to make your body as small as possible. I think it's necessary to say that because we are taught for almost our entire lives as people socialized as women, both explicitly and implicitly, that the measure of good health is that your body is as small as possible. And I just don't agree with that sentiment. When I'm talking about establishing sustainable health-promoting habits, I'm talking about the really boring and simple and often low or no-cost actions that have been proven in research to have good long-term effects on health outcomes. I'm talking about eating a well-balanced diet that's rich in fruits and vegetables. I'm talking about making sure that you're drinking enough water every day. 
moving your body on a regular basis in a way that feels pleasurable and sustainable for you. I'm talking about prioritizing sleep and stress management, taking a look at how you handle and process stressful things in your life. Maybe it's time to find a therapist that you can have a good long-term working relationship with for when things come up. And maybe it's taking a look at relationships in your life and making some decisions about how you want to spend your time and energy. Maybe it's asking yourself what brings you pleasure and how you can bring more of that into your life in a sustainable way. There is no magic formula or easy button for long-term health, and the solutions are not extreme. And of course, none of it's guaranteed because we live in human bodies that got a human body sometimes. But what's shown in the research and I'm talking about a large body of research, to be the best use of your time, effort, money, and energy are these boring little health-promoting behaviors. So my suggestion is to put some thought into how you can create small changes over time. Maybe for the next month, you work on prioritizing sleep. And once you have that under your belt, maybe you can try making sure that you're eating the recommended five to 10 servings of fruits and vegetables every day. You do not have to do all of this at once, and you don't have to be perfect. It's mostly about just doing the best that you can with the time, energy, and resources that you have most of the time. So those are my top three tips for preparing for the perimenopausal transition. And if you're unsure of where to start, I can help you through clinical care and coaching. Listen all the way till the end of the episode to find out how. That's going to be it for me this week. Until next time, thanks for listening. Did you know that I'm a coach and clinician who helps women and people who cycle and menstruate make perimenopause the best thing that's ever happened to them? I deeply believe that you deserve to feel at home in your body, and I want to help you get there. If this resonates with you, let's work together. If you're a resident of Ontario, Canada, we can work together in a clinical setting, both virtually or in person, to help you find a unique and customized treatment plan to alleviate your perimenopausal symptoms and get you the relief that you deserve using Chinese medicine. Or if you're looking for support with body image, confidence, advocating for yourself and seeking treatment, or just generally making your life as awesome as possible through this transition and beyond, I can help you anywhere in the world through coaching. To learn more about your options for working with me, head to michellecapler.com and click on work with me on the overhead menu. I can't wait to talk with you.